0: What if this is as good as
1: it gets? TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell, a double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Crema. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday to you. I am Gary Manson. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, bringing you the latest in cosmic news. Very happy to have you with us, and always happy to be working with Bad Boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? <laughs>
2: he's, he's gone
1: full Metal Wookie.
2: <laughs> That's the
1: best one, actually, I've ever done too. I'm impressed with it <laughs> Today we're going to have uh, a lucky number 13, Suzanne.
3: Lucky number 13th visit with somebody who we consider to be one of our A-list guests. It's easy to talk to her. She has wonderful information. We always go down some highways and byways unexpectedly. You never know where we're going to end up, although I know one place we're going to end up today.
1: Before you read her mad props, and we're always so happy to see Mary Lee grace our studio, this time courtesy of Zoom, so we get to look at each other and you folks can listen in. You're all welcome to eavesdrop. I wanted to ask Benny if the Mariner's strategy this year is to look ahead to the future while getting no hit a lot. I don't want to answer that. Come on, Gary. You <laughs> got to do that.
2: To me, that's a one to show with that.
1: Uh, yeah. Sometime re- we're going to have to have one of these preliminary <sighs> discussions before we welcome a guest to figure out statistically, looking at the sheer probability of it. I can't understand why there are so many no hitters so early in this season.
2: It is pretty amazing on just not just the Mariners, but for any, a lot of the teams in Major League Baseball. I mean, it's it's a it's a stat that's just un- it's unreal right now. I'm I'm actually a loss for words. Just on, uh, I'm I'm literally I lost words. That means a no hitter too. I have no words for me and my business, but it's always impressive just on the the level of sporting at which people and humans can do that sort of thing. It's superhuman strength on both sides. Um, it just keeps on going. I hate it. It's still all these like crazy stats of more hits or no hits or whatever, the Mariners always seem to be on the, you know, the negative side of it, like on a lot of stats, on a lot. It's like they need to stop it. (laughs) This whole rebuilding years, let's get over it. Let's start hiring some stuff, you know, people, get some (laughs) players in there and start making some championships happen.
1: We're looking toward the future. I used to just laugh (laughs) when I would hear that whenever it was pronounced from the front office. I just thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Every year. Uh. So we'll wish the M's much more good luck on the baseball diamond. Right. We're
3: we starting this day talking about sports and sports. not even my favorite sport. Which is? Hockey. Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. Tampa Bay
1: Lightning, a force to be reckoned with, seeking to repeat as Stanley Cup champions.
2: Okay, enough said.
1: Next season, watch out. They're releasing the Kraken.
2: <laughs> I'll make sure right. to edit this whole
1: section out so the show... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) Meanwhile, Mary Leela Bay is in the house.
3: Mary Leela Bay, PhD. Dr. Mary Leela Bay is a personal and spiritual coach, author of 10 books, and instructor of hypnotherapy and past life regression. She has a long and sustained background in spirituality, beginning in 1967 with astrology and tarot and continuing over the years with Celtic shaman-style studies. Try and say that 10 times altered states, therapies, and past life regression, evolving her career into offering various methods for achieving greater awareness and spiritual connection. Leveraging the wisdom of the subconscious mind, along with principles of new physics, revolutionary mindset strategies, astrology, and over 30 years of experience, she has helped thousands of clients and students achieve self awareness, past life recall, improved health spiritual connection and purposeful life directions we are very honored to welcome mary lee lebay for the 13th time to mance and mitchell and uh, happy to have you here today mary lee
0: thank you yes it's the lucky 13 and i'm gonna write you a shorter bio for next (laughs) Too much. That's too much. (laughs) Well, it's all important. And there was
3: one major thing that I didn't, that I left out of your bio, and I'm just going to like say it. And that is that many, many years ago, in fact, when you were first on the show, it might have been your first visit. At the end of your first visit in studio, you handed me a CD of how to do your own past life regression at home in the quiet of your your own life. And I did it once. I was stunned. I was blown away. There are details in there that I can remember with clarity today. Cool. And when we were talking about doing this interview, you said, Hey, why don't we do another past life regression? And this time we'll do it live. And I said, Oh my gosh, it'll be my second one. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. So <laughs> I did that with you. And you know, between the CD and doing it live, I'd have to say they were both great. They oh, were both great. A little bit different because when you're live, you get to ask me more questions. Right, But uh, also very good. And uh, and at the end of it, you said I was a pretty good subject. And we a satisfied were. customer. Right. Oh, That's
0: great. Yeah, I'm just looking at those notes that we did. And it looks like we we were able to get two two different lifetimes. Yes. Um, in our, I think we had an hour together. Or something. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Very fascinating. I, I, when I, the first time that I did a past life regression, I, it was almost pure curiosity. Like what, what would that be like? And I became very relaxed and then playing the CD you give instructions about relaxing even more and opening up to the to the experience. And um,
1: I lost my train of thought. You opened up to the experience and you learned something that- Oh, yes.
3: Right. And I and, was just filling and in. And so this time, what I asked you was, can I target something? Because the first time was, let's just open the box and see what's inside. Mm-hmm. And then I said to you, can you can you ask a question? Can you find out something from a different life? And you said, yes, you can. And so I said, well, I have a question I would like to have answered. And so I, I guess what I want to open with today is what do most people want to do when they come to see you? Are they trying to get a specific question answered or are
0: they just willing to open the box and see what's there? Um. It goes both ways. People have different agendas. Typically, they are looking for a specific answer or uh, the past life is involved with other issues in their, you know, they, they come in for various issues and we incorporate a past life regression into that to look for the roots of whatever it is, whether it's Um, you know, purpose or spiritual connections or relationships with other people, or, you know, why do I gain weight and can't lose it? Why do I have addictions? That sort of thing. And so um, we're incorporating past life regression as part of the therapy for grander issues. But some people do come in just for the past lives, uh, because they want to know more about who they are, And so I encourage them to pick a topic or a goal that we could achieve, but it's not necessary. And um, sometimes the client will say, well, I want to learn about this in a past life. And their own subconscious mind just says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going over here in this direction. And they'll take us, you know, it'll take us um, somewhere else, but always relevant to Issues or dilemmas or challenges or decisions or values um, that are operating in this life. There's always a correlation to to something valuable in this life.
1: News you can use. I love that. And speaking of news, I understand that you went on a retreat recently. Is that so?
0: I did. We were um, we were together for about four days. Um, and it's it was not like a kumbaya retreat where you sit around the fire or anything. You just stay in your own room, so it's like isolated, more hermit-like. Um, but the focus was on finding past lives where we were focused on our purpose, and so and that's one of the the, the pieces of work that I do. Um, really close to my heart is when people are floundering or feeling lost or blocked and they feel like they don't really understand their purpose. Um, You know, this this is one of the things past life regression is one of the valuable tools that um, I incorporate into that work. And so during the retreat. Um I, I had to work on myself because nobody, you know, I didn't have a therapist there, but I was able to access um, maybe 10 or 12 different lifetimes. Um, and then what you do is you look at the, th- the thread of similarity, like what is happening in all of those lifetimes that will help to point towards what your purpose is.
1: I don't know that I could go through an experience like that, even for 24 hours, because I'm a very verbal person. There's nobody <laughs> else around. I'll talk to myself. I get the best <laughs> answers that way. Yeah, but I, I can tell you that I went to a singles retreat and to some men's retreats in the Seattle area. We got out of town, you know, and there was some meditative silence, meditation, both group. And uh, I don't think individuals so much now that I think of it, but small group discussions and then a general meditation. Maybe there was a talk and we ate together. You know, I acquired and I'm telling one on myself here, Mary Lee. And this is why I really believe in going within on an individual basis. If it works for you, it sure did for me because I started to get word that people wondered if I spent a lot of time playing alone as a kid. And the answer is yes. But I I also learned to enjoy my own company, whereas I saw with other men in particular. Don't know about you ladies. But when it comes to men keeping com- company with each other, there is a brotherhood. There are bonds that can be formed. Also, different viewpoints and ways of looking at life, ways at looking at what it means to be a man, looking at the other gender. All of that comes up for review, and it includes moment, moments where... A difference of opinion can turn into a bit of a verbal clash, a joust. Uh-huh. So I had those experiences as well, and I, I left them saying, "I don't think I need to do that again." Inevitably, yeah. I would do it again, uh-huh. but I tended to want to sleep by myself. I didn't, I didn't like shared quarters, like we're going to our barracks. You know, I just didn't care for that. I enjoyed my little monastic cell, even if I found the library in one case. And went off with my sleeping bag and closed the door and I slept like a baby. So that, (laughs) that kind of solitude appeals to someone like me, whereas for other guys, it's a bonding experience and they want that mix of opinions and outlooks and the sharing of experiences.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a lone, lone, loner person. I'm finding that even more and more over the past year that I like my solitude and my own energy. But it was really good because we were, you know, we're not allowed. We we were in hotel, a nice hotel, so that was, you know, we had our creature comforts, but we were not allowed to, you know, access our phone and computer and uh, television or news or anything. Even though I did check in because I have clients and things I have to manage, but for the most part, just sitting there thinking. And we were working with um, specific stones. Um, And tarot cards, you could access the different tools to help you to focus. Um, But most of it was just really self-analysis or self, you know, digging in and and coming up with memories and, um, you know, self-awareness.
3: One of the things that we said we were going to talk about today to our listeners when we were touting your visit has to do with the soul's progression. And we've alternately called it the soul's growth. It didn't occur to me until you and I were, were talking, Mary Lee, that you, you might really want to access other lives in order to progress your soul, as opposed to really cutting off and forgetting everything that happened, because it might might facilitate your soul's growth to actually know about those other lives. Am I getting that
0: right? Sure, yes. Um, Well, you know, part of our soul growth or the evolution of our consciousness has to do with self-awareness. And um, if you imagine that our our life, you know, a lot of people have used the the metaphor of an iceberg for our consciousness. And so the little bit of ice that's above the surface is what we're conscious of. And then the majority of that iceberg is below the surface that we're unaware of or we can't see. And so that's very similar to our soul or our consciousness. and. And so if we're aware of only this lifetime, you know, we have these challenges, we have lessons, we have, you know, things we know about ourselves, but the, you know, 99.9% of who we are is below the surface. You know, if you imagine, like I'm 70 now, so If um, you know what if I could only remember two years of my life and the rest of it was completely unconscious for me. Right. And so here I have tastes and fears and um, relationships and just everything in my life, my career, my focus, my passions, my talents. And yet I would have no idea. I would not be able to remember where I took lessons or who were my teachers or anything about my, my parents are gone. So I wouldn't remember my parents. I wouldn't remember why am I friends with these people? (laughs) Although I do ask myself that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Who are these people and why are they in my life? (laughs) I'm teasing. so but you know just imagine what your life would be like if you had amnesia for the majority of your life well from a spiritual perspective we have amnesia for the majority of of our pro- pro- progress of our journey through all of this and so one thing is the you know by going into the past lives we become more aware of our character our personality, why we have developed in a certain way, and what our purpose is, or what our what our aims are, you know, in this whole lineage of who we are as a soul. Um, but on the bigger scale, it's the only way that we can expand our consciousness. If we have blocked out ninety nine percent of who we are. How is it, you know, how are we going to be able to expand our awareness of the universe or time, space, or the future, or anything else, unless we also incorporate all of these factors about ourselves?
1: You just reminded me of a fundamental truth, an illustration, a tragic illustration from history, the Titanic sank and not because of the ice that they could see.
0: right exactly so
1: what is going on beneath runs you is that an overstatement am i overgeneralizing what you do not see beneath the surface runs you
0: yeah absolutely it does it comes out as personality quirks knee-jerk reactions also just unexplained pain and disease unexplained talents i mean it can be positive and negative um And, you know, the old saying, if you ignore history, it'll repeat, right? And so the more you know about yourself, the more you can realize what lessons you've already learned and recapture all that wisdom so you don't have to go forward and learn those lessons again, right? Um, If we don't, if we're just unaware of all of that wisdom and that treasure chest of, of lessons and and wisdom and knowledge and talent, um, we just have to start over again. So when you've learned about these past lives and not only learned about them but actually integrate them into who you are so that you are acting and living from that perspective of all of these incarnations, of all of this wisdom and talent and energy, first of all you will have more energy, um, because you're tapping into that, but it's, it's, um, you know, an entirely different experience. And now you don't have to face like the, like, like even facing the pandemic. Um, you know, people are like, oh my God, there's just nothing worse that could happen than this pandemic. And my, my response is you don't remember living through the black plague, <laughs> Um, You know, we've been through these things time and time again. We've been through these political issues. We've been through health issues. We've been through relationship issues. You know, now you face a divorce and think, oh, nothing worse could happen in my life. Well, you have a very short memory. You have a very short memory if these crises are the worst things. And it prepares you. It prepares you for um recognizing these things as they're developing but it also prepares you for how you're going to deal with it as it arrives when when i think
3: about um past lives one of the things that we've talked about with you is that you don't automatically remember all the other lives that you have had or are having because it would be too much for one lifetime. You you would be paralyzed by all the lives that you've lived and trying to make a, a decision about something. So it seems to me, if you can see the full picture, that that happens in the spirit world, that in the spirit world, you might be able to see that you had X number of lives and and what each one of them was, it seems like when you when you look at past lives from this perspective and from this life, you're really only getting bits and pieces, and and so when um, when I was doing past life regression with you, um, I saw parts, you know, days and parts of a life, but. You, you would need too much time to see the whole life and right. and it was interesting that in both cases you wanted to know how i passed away and i don't recall that from the cd it may be on there but but you asked me about that and it could be very unsettling and yet it wasn't yeah. it, you know how that happened just seem like a natural course of events. Which and,
0: should yeah, be. the more you do the regressions, the more you realize that death is just another thing that happens, and that you continue to survive. You know, and of course, you're going to miss your family, but maybe not for very long. Uh, you know, right? Maybe, you know, even um, in the lifetime that I had in Ireland, where I died in childbirth. I could feel the entire progress of of trying to deliver this baby and then suddenly just floating up and looking at my baby and looking at my sisters who were attending me at that time and, um, and just floating away and thinking, oh, that happened. And feeling very calm about it, not just being horrified that I was right. you know, leaving my baby and... All of that it was just like oh wow that happened and I just went on um so yeah I think it's interesting I don't always take people to the death but if you recall the first one we did together out of the yes. two the first one had a had a an right. ending and so I asked you about the ending in the last one to see how that was different. Right. Share whatever you want about that. I'm not going to share your story.
3: No, of course not. Uh, I, I was asking particularly about uh, a health issue in, and in the first life, my death appeared to be a poisoning. And, and in that, in that poisoning, that would have been going through my system. And I, and I let go of that body left that body, uh, after the, the, uh, You know the poison did its work, Mm -hmm. and that was quite fascinating to Mm -hmm. me to to have a death because I'm sure I've died in many 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 ways, and
0: you all have exactly.
3: And I I didn't stop to think about that. I've thought about other ways that it's very likely that I passed away. And um, but that one was like, oh well, isn't that interesting? You find your other lives more interesting rather than being invested in them like they're this life. Yeah, you, you can you're more a little bit more objective.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. When you look at them, you're a lot more objective, which is what what that um, self-awareness really, you know, is helped by that because oftentimes we can't see our own stuff, right? We can see in other people. It's like, oh, can't they see that you have this issue, right? But then we don't see our own issues. But when Mm -hmm. we go into our past lives, we can look at that a lot more objectively. And then we see that, oh, I'm doing that still. But um, the other part of that is, once we are aware of those lifetimes, It is important to integrate that into who we are now, to allow it to impress us and to have an impact on us and put ourselves at the center of that awareness, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense, and I think a lot more will as we move deeper into this session of metaphysical Q&A, as Suzanne Mitchell and I call it. Of course, it may turn out that these are mystical musings. Who knows? depends on which end of the ledger you're looking (laughs) with a balanced point of view, open-mindedly we hope. Mary Lee LeBay is our honored guest of the hour. You're listening to Manson Mitchell. You have tuned in to Seattle's home of alternative talk courtesy of Bad Boy, Benny Mathers at the board. Give us a couple of minutes and we will be right back.
2: Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away, to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com.
1: Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to MansonMitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Manson Mitchell show page at Facebook.com slash If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell.
2: I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Washington, in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team.
1: Be proud of your children.
2: But stop being so ridiculous.
1: And don't make us run another commercial
2: because we will
3: this message presented by the washington interscholastic activities association and the washington state
1: secondary athletic administrators association reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship
3: on friday manson mitchell welcome mary leela bay past life regression therapist to talk about the soul's progression and the role of our other
1: lives in this life on Saturday, medium Vincent Jenner returns to discuss aspects of the spirit world. And yes, he will be taking calls in the second half of the show. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150 online at 1150kknw.com.
3: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Mary-Lee LeBay. Mary-Lee, if people would like to connect with you, what is your website? What do you have going on? I know you've got 10 books there on the bookshelf, and, and what else is happening?
0: Well, I have five published books, and then um, I have been part of other books as well. Um, okay, uh, Uh, authors. So um, maryleelabay.com would be the place to start. So m-a-r-y-l-e-e-l-a-b-a-y.com. And I'm going to have a new website in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really super excited about that. Um, And then if people want to connect with me for private sessions um, actually, the best way, the probably the simplest way is to text me first at 425-562-7277. Um, I probably did that too fast. But Go two, ahead and do it again. Okay. 425-562-7277. Text me first because I don't always answer phones uh, if they don't, if I don't see their name coming up. Um, So text me first and then we can arrange a phone call. Uh, But I have the private sessions so people can have these wonderful experiences. And I also teach certification course in hypnotherapy and past life regression. I have another one on spiritual exploration. And then I have smaller courses on tarot and astrology. So if you need the basics, of you know, A to Z on how to read tarot cards, or um, if you want to get a good foundation on how to understand astrology and read basic natal and transit charts, then I have those trainings as well. Can I assume you've been doing that on Zoom this last year? Um, well, so the, the trainings are all on teachable.com. Okay. And then um, I combine that with live uh, portions on the cert- the professional certification for hypnotherapy and past life regression um, okay. includes 21 hours of Zoom calls, um, which are wonderful. Yeah, okay, so.
3: good. Well, thank you. MaryLeeLeBay.com
1: is the place to go. I wanted to throw something at you, Mary Lee. Have you worked in your therapy and your counseling using past life regression? Have you had clients who told you that with the sense of life, and that's a term I got from reading you, with the sense of life we have between lives, is there much planning that goes into one's next incarnation, even looking backward to the life you live 20, 50, 100 years ago, and looking forward to what you wish to accomplish or how you want to grow the next time you inhabit one of these human bodies?
0: Well, it's a good question because um, the answer is very variable um, because it depends on your uh, ability to be aware. So just because you're dead doesn't make you smart or you know highly conscious. So if you um, are addicted or compulsive about things, that will be in play still after you die and you're between lives. You may be addicted to drugs, so you will pick the first body that might get you back into circulation with drugs or alcohol or something. Um, If you are addicted to a a given person, if you, you know, for better or worse, I mean, it might be somebody who is going to provide spiritual growth for you, so you want to get back and be in a position where you'll be able to cross paths with them, or maybe you're just very addicted to a particular person that you really want to have a relationship with for better or worse and then you keep you know coming into a life for that reason so it depends if you are fully aware of your soul's purpose and your focus and your values are centered on you know being able to be in a position where you can further that purpose then that is where you're going to gravitate towards. But again, like I said, um, you have to practice, even in this life, practice your sight so that you can look into the future so that even if you're considering certain places to incarnate, whether by location or family or with what group of people or whatever, that your sight is good enough so that you can see what that future will look like. Um, and you're not just jumping in and then going, whoops, you know, that didn't work out, which can happen. I mean, you look around, there's plenty of people that say, wow, I don't think I should have been here or why did I pick these terrible parents? Um, or I don't feel like I ever connected with my soul family or, or whatever. And and it could just be that they made a, um, a poor choice in, in choosing an incarnation.
3: Wow. That, that really brings me to a question I had. And I, and I think you've partially answered it. And, and that is this, this idea that you can make a poor choice about coming into a particular incarnation. What I wanted to ask you is, is there such a thing as young souls, immature souls, souls that, have not been progressing or not learning, or maybe they haven't had that many lifetimes. I mean, is there such a thing as young souls and
0: old souls? I don't like those terms because it makes it sound like, you know, somebody, their consciousness, their spirit just popped up out of nowhere, you know, like in the in the flow of eternity you know, suddenly this consciousness formed into a human and it's their first life or something, which is just not true. We've all been around since the beginning, if there is a beginning, um, you know, that mass of consciousness has been there. Now, there is such a thing as soul splitting, which could make a, a particular person or their spirit seem like they're less experienced. Um, But anyway, that's very complex, but um, more than likely when a person seems where you might say, well, they seem like a young soul, they're not very evolved. It's, it could be that they've been around since eternity, but they have not been attending to their soul growth. And, you know, the universe, we all have to operate under the laws of physics we can't get outside of that. You know, reality is real and it's true. And so the universe is in a state of entropy. Everything is in a state of entropy. Eventually your house will crumble to dust. It's, you know, it's, it's in that process very slowly doing it right now. Our bodies, you know, will deteriorate. If we live long enough, they start to fall apart. And the same thing happens to our soul, if we do not attend to it, if we do not actively and consciously work to enhance and expand our consciousness and further our existence, it will um, fall to entropy and it things will move backwards. And so if somebody goes, you know, 2000 years without really you know, learning any lessons or growing or becoming more aware and conscious. Uh, they will, you know, people will say, Oh, they're a new soul. Well, no, they're just a degrading soul. It's, it's um, devolving. I know everybody thinks we're just on this elevator and there's only one direction up just because yes. you're, alive, you're evolving. That yes. is so not true. Just because a house wow. has been built doesn't mean it's going to be there forever you know, the plumbing will go and then the roof will leak. And, you know, everything is going to deteriorate over time, including your soul. Well, in
3: fact, when you in, think about this lifetime, you are you are born and you are new, and then you are mature, and then you are old, and then you are no more in this lifetime. And, and you crumble. And, yeah. and so I can, I can see where everything isn't just going up where it can go both up and down but i don't think i've ever heard that before i think of 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 the mass consciousness as always growing Mm -mm. but you know when you look at the universe isn't isn't the universe both expanding and contracting so i I think you're talking about a contraction where a, a a soul is not getting necessarily larger but maybe getting smaller
0: it can deteriorate. If you block your memories, if you close your consciousness, you know, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to see that. And you're closing those doors. The only way to do that, the only way to block out memories or experiences is by shutting them out. And by doing that, you are uh, partitioning your consciousness and eventually those parts will fray and deteriorate. Um, And so we have to keep this going and it's not really talking about the expansion and contraction that's kind of a different concept. It's really just entropy. It's the natural law of everything degrading. I mean, the same thing would happen if you never fed yourself or you never took vitamins or you didn't have good nutrition, you're going to go faster, right? Your body will deteriorate faster if you have a healthy lifestyle and you're supporting it and working actively to exercise and eat well you can prolong that and and shore it up and the same thing is true with your soul if you know you just have to actively be working on it you can't kick back and just say well I'm going to sit here on the couch and you know the universe will just drag me along and I'm going to evolve anyway right? I haven't met those people.
1: (laughs) I had a conversation with a new thought minister many years ago, and she told me about her experiences in the hippie culture on Hawaii. It seems to me she was on Maui, Uh and at that time, and we're talking about a period from the mid-60s to the early 1970s, And when she was over there, she said she found herself hanging around with people who were very enthusiastic about their evolution as spirits. They wanted enlightenment, Uh but it was an unbalanced ledger in their case, because while they sought enlightenment, they weren't too fussy about hygiene. They (laughs) would take a lot of drugs and it was more than smoking marijuana. They did acid trips and she looked at around at the people during a meal one time and she said these were people who sought enlightenment but they sat there with their teeth rotting in their heads because it was too much trouble to brush your teeth take a shower look after the basics in life while you're looking into another world so here entropy will have its way especially if you're not doing any maintenance
0: right and also, were they really seeking enlightenment, or were they just escaping from the responsibilities of of a proper, balanced life? You know, I'll just escape and go out there and look at the pretty colors, um, and it's not really shaping, you know, well, it is shaping their consciousness, but it's not necessarily um, evolving it, maybe, you know, unless an individual had a different agenda, but. But if they're letting their bodies deteriorate, I would, I would question it highly.
1: Yes, that's right. You know, it's, it's worthy of being questioned. I wonder sometimes, what if I simply indulge my appetites without being connected to some spiritual force consciously and thus living conscientiously? What if I let all that go and merely live to enjoy the finer things in life? The good meals, the good sex, the booze, indulging in this or that narcotic of my choice. And then I get to the other side and I find out wow, this is great. There is no devil. I'm not going to hell. That doesn't exist. And I I continue on. Look at me. I, I'm here. I'm thinking. And then I realize that what I've started to gather around myself on this another, this other, we call it the other side, but another dimension of life. What if I get over there and I find myself like a magnet attracting people that see me as nothing more than a good time Charlie? Mm -hmm. Hey, Gary's over here. All right, come on, pal. We're going over to the bar. Let's bend an elbow. (laughs) If I get to that point, I would be shattered because I figured, my God, with the opportunities that are afforded us as sentient beings, I couldn't do any more with it than that. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we do attract the people who, you know, we're going to resonate with. And people who are on a more deliberate, upwardly mobile spiritual path are not just going to sit around in the bar bending the elbow with you, right? They're going to be seeking other higher um, pastimes.
1: I would love that all the yeah. chance to learn so much and I can tell you right now that's my dad he's around me all the time I've had many a huh. medium oh, your dad's here and he's got this message and almost without fail they are evidential and very supportive but okay. my dad was a teacher he oh. loved to learn he loved the life of the mind you wouldn't catch him bending too many <laughs> elbows his own or others at whatever cosmic bar exists over there which I hope if they do have one it'll be like the one in Star Wars
0: Yeah, exactly. He wants some (laughs) colorful (laughs)
1: variety. Yes. My dad loved to learn. If Socrates is lecturing over there, he's in attendance.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. My dad was very mentally active as well. Mm. Yeah. Soul's progression. Soul's progression. So there is such a
3: thing as the evolution of consciousness. I, I find that utterly fascinating to think that we can expand what it is we're doing here. And, you know, Mary Lee, with all the people that we've talked to in all the years, and, and I've said this recently a couple of times, uh, it seems like you come to a point when you have done everything you wanted to do, you've had all the toys you wanted to have, when when you've exhausted your your to-do list and your bucket list and all the other lists. The one thing that I seem to hear people saying is the only thing that's left at the end is being in service to others. Have you heard that before in your studies?
0: Um, a lot of people do talk about that, that they see their purpose as service to others. I'm, uh, it, it can be part of the process. I don't think that's the ultimate goal because um, your purpose is purpose is actually a a direction you're aimed in. If you look at the etymology of the word, per would mean towards. You know, like pre. You know, when you have pre and per, that means towards something. Right. Okay? And then pose per pose p o s e part of the word is. To pose, to take a stand, or to aim—you know—to be uh, posed in a direction. So, okay. the direction in which you are posed, right? So, um, so purpose is actually a direction where you, where you're standing and uh, focusing yourself. And so that's what I was looking at in my retreat: was all these lifetimes and what direction was I looking at at, and for what purpose? So, service to others is. Um, there's also the difference between doing and being. So service to other is doing, but purpose is being. Okay, so what is the purpose of service to others? And it has to be, you know, it could be that, oh, I just feel good about myself or I feel superior because I can help somebody else who is less than me or is less capable and so I feel good, so that must be my purpose. Um, but that's what you're doing. And obviously that would not be the right, um, the right mindset for doing it. If purpose or if service to others is for the purpose of enhancing their consciousness, um, making the world a better place to live in, you know, then now there's, the, there's a why behind the service to others but ultimately your purpose needs to be the way that you are and the way that you would be if you were on a deserted island all by yourself if you were in a jail cell if you're between lives if you are you know in a wheelchair like stephen hawking's is a good example you know even his disease and his condition didn't stop his purpose Because he was, you know, dedicated to understanding the workings of the universe, right? And so ultimately, whatever that beingness is, has to have a personal benefit. So service to others is great, but you have to keep asking yourself, why, why, why do that? And ultimately, it has to be in a position of being and how you're aimed and then, also, how does it enrich your soul? You know, ultimately, how are you enriched and furthering your soul growth um, based on this purpose? So helping others is great. I mean, I teach, part of part of my doing this is teaching others to be more conscious, to open them up either through the hypnotherapy and past life or through the philosophical teachings that I do is to open people up so that they are becoming more aware of the universe, more aware of life, more aware of themselves. And you know that's part of the, what I'm doing but ultimately because I want to be surrounded with people who are also on a path to enlightenment. you know I want to be surrounded in I want to live in a world where people are acting rationally and, are basing their actions on on true objective values that they have, they're acting in a moral way that they they are conscious in their interactions with other people or with the planet. And so, because that gives me a better world to live in, right? Um, So ultimately it's very selfish, what I call sacred selfishness. so it's not selfish like well i have my toys then i don't want to let you, i don't want you to i don't want to share them with you right no it's i want to help you so that you can become a better friend and you you know you are more enlightened you're you are having soul growth but together we can make this planet this universe a better place to live in to come back and we're going to be incarnating here for a long long time How do we want to leave this planet, not only for our children, but for ourselves?
1: I wonder what that's going to be like in 50 or 100 years. And I don't know what the average choice is. I've heard different people comment and estimate that we. one person said we reincarnate about once a century. And I hear somebody else say, You can come right back in if you insist, though that's not always advisable. You may want to spend some time over there and come back. Maybe it is 100, 150 years later. But there seems to be a factor if we're going to be earthbound in our thinking anyway. And that is we're screwing up our climate so badly. I wonder what if I I were to reincarnate in 127 years from whenever I croak in this incarnation and I come back what will the world be like is everybody going to be building up because you're running out of seashore you can't build out so you have to build up and i'm on the 75th floor of some building overlooking a puddle of water that used to be a gulf what will that be like i mean we set ourselves some challenges through our unconsciousness as much as our consciousness on this planet
0: yeah um well we've we have met many challenges if you if you go back in your memories a couple thousand years you would see that there were other kinds of challenges as well. So we have our own challenges in this progression, but we will come back and we will have a planet here. And yeah, it's hard to say what that'll look like, but, uh, and we have choices. Um, Well, and also to address the incarnate once every hundred years, that's completely inaccurate. You know, there are no rules about that. Um, some people die in infancy or you know in childhood and they can come right back we can also step into bodies that are already born and so we don't you know we could have six or eight lifetimes in a decade um, if if we kind of come in and out of bodies there's no rules about that it's really what the what the purpose of that person is and what their intention in is. And then other people could be out of a body for 100 years, 100 Earth years. But remember, time does not uh, flow linear chronologically like that once you're out of the body. So you could be gone for 100 years and come back and incarnate into a body five minutes later. Um, And you could have had 100 years of soul growth and and awareness. So, Or you could wait 100 years. it only feels like five minutes so i mean it's completely different over there on the other side there's so much to
1: learn there's so there really is we learn a lot by talking to you mary (laughs) lee well i'm dedicated to this i've
0: been spending 35 years with my nose you know to the grindstone learning this stuff and experiencing it
1: with all that you have going and we'll keep going with all of your projects in mind. We always look forward to getting together with you. From my words to God's ears, Suzanne and I will be out in Puget Sound one of these days. We'll have you back and we'll do it together in the studio.
0: Yay, with Benny. Yes, we'll we'll be there with Benny. All right, that's so cool. That sounds good. That sounds good. But thank
3: you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure to have you on. and. Uh,
0: Well, thank you for inviting me. It was just great to receive your phone call and to be able to see you this time on Zoom.
3: Yes, yes, we're liking that. We're liking to be able to see the people we're talking to. So (laughs) very good.
0: I'll look forward to seeing you up here in Puget Sound any day now.
3: I want to recommend if you are interested in past life regression therapy to go to maryleelebay.com. It is worth it. She is worth spending time with. And thank you for spending time with us today.
0: Uh, Thank you so much.
3: All right. Coming up next. Coming up next is the Christine Upchurch Show, followed by the Susan Harmon Experience, and then American Road Trip Talk with host Gary Mance.
1: That sounds wonderful. Spend your day listening to AM 1150. Great way to invest your time. Have a great weekend, everyone.